We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. I was watching a show on Court TV yesterday that was pretty interesting. I was watching a trial that had taken place, I don't know when, but let me tell you about the circumstances and how it relates to relationships. In particular, this happened down by Fort Valley State College in Georgia. Now, there was a lady there who was a student, and she had her own house, and she was seeing three to four men. I think it was about three that she was actually seeing. Now, with these three men, they were in different strata. And what I mean by that, there was one guy that was madly in love with her, another guy that she was okay with, and another guy that is kind of undetermined how that relationship evolved or even sustained itself. But in any case, what happened, she became very close with her girlfriend. And her girlfriend knew everything as far as uh, through texting about the relationship, about what was going on. Basically, she was given her itinerary, who she was going to be with, where she's going to be, just in case she needed to have a cover, anything like that. That's what girlfriend's position was. Well, the gentleman that was really into her took her to the Waffle House on Valentine's Day to kind of uh, reassert himself as someone who really cared about her. Well... The problem was for her, she did not think that she was ready to go there yet and she was basically flirting with him and teasing him and he was more or less called old dude. So he was not really taken that seriously. He was kind of marginalized. She wasn't a bad looking woman, but the problem is is that um, there is a, how could I best say it, underlying reputation about that whole area when it comes down to women. Now, here's the thing, and I'm talking about the region, not the person. The thing is, in this particular situation, it started out where he was dealing with the gentleman who was in love with her, was dealing with her thinking that it was a one-on-one thing. Well, she got on Snapchat and met a gentleman. And this gentleman lived two houses down from her. He began to come over. And within a week, they were sleeping together. Now, the interesting thing was this. The gentleman that she was sleeping with didn't have a car, apparently. Could walk to her house. So, he didn't have to do much, but he could not. The rule was he could not have guests over at his home. Reason being, it wasn't his home. He was living with relatives. So, therefore, it was inconvenient, so he could only come over to her place. Well, one night when he was at her place, they heard a thunderous crash. The man runs out of the back door, comes around, sees that a brick is thrown through the woman's car window, along with all of her tires being flat. He asked her, who does he think did this? She says she didn't know. And therefore, everything seemed to be okay. As far as she saw it. Now, the thing was, after this incident, A little bit later, a few days later, 
she invites this man back over to her house. Now, mind you, the guy that she met on Snapchat, she had only known for about maybe a week at best. And this guy, they basically had sex. It was no relationship. While the other guy was taking a long approach, being respectful and thinking that he's going to have sex with this woman at some point, but trying to romance her because he was really in love with her. Now, as you can see, this is where this is going. This is the reason why I tell you guys to really watch out for situations like these. Because a lot of times people don't tell you what's going on, what's actually going on. And you find out the hard way. You got to be very observant and vigilant. So, what happened at this point? They go, he goes over. They get together. And she's communicating with her girlfriend the whole time, letting her know who she's with, letting her know where she's going, dates and everything. So, she's like got a whole itinerary. Now, here's the turn with this. The guy that loves her finds out she's with someone else. He tells her he loves her, basically. He grabs her by the throat when she starts laughing at him because she doesn't take him seriously. He chokes this woman to death. Then he gets on her cell phone and poses like he's her to lure the guy that she was sleeping with to the residence. But the problem was he couldn't pull it off because he asked questions in an awkward way that she would already know. Where are you located? Show me your, uh, give me your location. Those kind of things. And so what happened, in essence, it got to a point where it was a bit too much. And he knew. And wisely, even though he still went over to the woman's house, he didn't see anyone there when he went over, and he went back home. The gentleman was driving around in his car looking for the individual. So they missed each other. Now, meanwhile, the girlfriend's getting texts from this man that just killed his girlfriend on her phone, on on the the dead girlfriend's phone. So now he's trying to feel around and find out exactly how far her web expands. Now, Here's the thing you have to come to grips with, folks. This man could have wound up killing several people in this incident. He could have wound up, because he was emotional at the time, he could have wound up killing, well, he did kill the woman. He could have killed that other guy that she was seeing, probably the other guy behind that, and not only that, the girlfriend. When a person commits a crime, you don't know how how hypersensitive they are. They may feel as though all parties need to die. The one thing that you got to remember with organized crime, if you volunteer to go on a crime, to do a crime with a person, sometimes you may not make it back because you're still a witness. In this situation, you're dealing with a desperate man. And fellas, this is the reason why I tell you you have to watch this shit. One thing in particular, when you go over to a woman's residence, watch it. Because a lot of times they will lure you into some bullshit that they're dealing with that you don't have any clue about. I've been lured into these things before. They'll tell you they're single. They'll tell you they're independent. they tell you they have their own place. 
They tell you they have their own job. They'll tell you all of this stuff about how they got everything set up. They got their lives together. And then you get there and you find out a guy three doors down is her mechanic that she had to screw in order to pay off. You find out that there's another guy who helps her around the house with stuff that she's screwing that she had to pay off sexually. And God knows how many other people, not to mention babysitters that have probably done all kinds of things to their children. This is what you wind up with sometimes, fellas. This is the reason why you don't want to get involved in that shit. I'm just telling you. They will paint a pretty picture over a big lie. They'd be sleeping. Because see, like I told you, fellas, you got to realize there's some women out there that have one guy. Remember I talked about the nine and the nine o'clock guy, 12 o'clock guy, six and three o'clock guy? It's for a reason. That nine o'clock guy was that dude that she laughed in his face when he told her when he told her he loved her. He was serious. 12 o'clock guy. 12 o'clock guy was a Snapchat guy. That's where she met him. That 12 o'clock guy, that woman has no expectations whatsoever of him. So he never has to measure up. He cannot have a job. He could be broke. He could be bankrupt. He could be a felon. He could be out of jail the first day. Guess what? She's not going to ask any questions. Because she's there for dick. That's it. Dick and a little conversation. So, that guy that has to work. You know what? That dude that she was with, the one that killed her, I wouldn't even classify him as a 9 o'clock guy. 9 o'clock guy is where a woman would desire him. This guy was more like a 6 o'clock guy trying to get to a 9 o'clock position. And those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back in the podcast and listen to that segment when I talk about, I mean that episode when I talk about the different time zones as far as guys being rated by women. If you're that 3 o'clock guy, just as a brief overview, she's not interested in you at all, but she keeps you around as a pet. You're the guy that's thankful that she even decided to keep you around as a friend. And you're hoping one day to become that guy that'll be her man. In other words, you're her girlfriend with a penis. Six o'clock guy. Six o'clock guy is the guy that's interested in the woman, spending money on the woman, trying to take her out, trying to wow her. But she's in that bullshit phase. And what she's doing there, she's not interested in the guy. Well, she likes him for entertainment value. So she'll go out different places with him. She'll take her girlfriends out with them as well in order for them to use him as well. But for the most part, she'll never get serious about this guy. This guy's nothing more than a party guy and the entertainer. The nine o'clock guy is the guy she's serious about. That's the one she'll stop everything for. This is the guy right here she sees a future with. And this guy's put on a special level. He could call her at any time she'll drop what she's doing to be at his beck and call. This is the guy she's insecure about because she's afraid he's going to leave her at any given point because he's doing something that's going to be a catalyst of change in his life. Whether it's going to college, getting a career change, there's something that's going to happen that's going to make him really desirable. And she wants to be on that ride when it happens. 12 o'clock guy. Mostly the ain't shit guy. The guy she doesn't have to worry about explaining anything to. She call him up. She wants some dick. She goes over. She gets that. And she doesn't have to qualify herself. Many women have this guy in their lives. In different capacities. From ex-boyfriends to people they've met online. To people they've met on dating and apps, dating apps and those kind of things. Now, what kind of woman usually fall into this category as far as what I described to you? Believe it or not, 
a good percentage of these women are women who have led a man on or women who are still married or women, and when I say still married, I'm talking about also those that placate their husbands. Take, for instance, they move away from their husbands. They're not divorced. But what they're doing is they're saying to the husband, I just need some space. To the new guy she's seeing, she says, I'm ready to get into a relationship. And what happens, these people do not tie the bow at the end of the string. In other words, they leave things open to interpretation. When that happens, that husband may think, I want my wife back. And that man doesn't have a leg to stand on. Now, here's the thing. This gentleman that killed this woman. I want you to understand one thing he did. He wanted to deprive everyone else of her. See, this is an indirect way of him telling the other guy, if I can't win, nobody wins. So ladies, some of you out there bullshitting like this, really, you need to cut it out. Somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get hurt. Because let me tell you something. A lot of folks who do this, a lot of you ladies trying to get that attention, you want to have it on quote-unquote lockdown, you don't know how volatile a person can be. So it's best not to play games with people's emotions. I'm just going to be straight up with you. We'll talk more in a moment. Idaho writes the following. Something crazy happened to me yesterday and it's my little secret with her mom. Talking about my girlfriend's mom particularly. I just turned 18 three days ago and something happened that maybe should not have happened and I'm really on pins and needles right now. My girlfriend works until 9 o'clock at night. I have the first shift so I'm off a lot earlier than she is. She asked me to go by the grocery store because she had ordered some food and she wanted me to pick it up at the grocery store and drop it off at her mom's house. She told me where the key was and she said that more than likely her mom would not be at home. She had a business meeting that evening. So I go to the house, put the food up, and I turn around. Her mother is coming down the stairs, only wearing a towel around her torso. I tried not to look. She walked on in the kitchen, thanked me for bringing the groceries, and that's when I found out her meeting had been canceled. And she went on and carried us some conversation with me, talking about how she really wanted that meeting, but things just didn't work out, and they're going to reschedule. So I sat there and listened to things that really I didn't need to listen to. And then she got real cozy with me, asking me to give her a hug, which I did, and at that point, the towel fell off, and I saw her in her full glory. She laughed, bent down to pick up the towel, and as she was on her way up, she grabbed you-know-what, as if to balance herself. We started kissing, and one thing led to another. I know you hear that a lot, but one thing did lead to another. Right there in the kitchen, it was on. I hate to say it, but her mother is much better than she is. I felt kind of bad in a way. 
and she reassured me that she was not going to tell anyone. It was our little secret. My girlfriend has been one of these bossy types that ordered me around a lot. She's 24, and I know the reason why she dated me was because I'm only 18 and she could order me around like she wanted to. We started dating when I was 17, but we kept it on the down low. Now that I'm legal, LOL, it's a little bit better for me now, where I feel more empowered like a man. I grew up in a single-parent household, lost my dad years ago during the Gulf War. So mom has been the only person there for me. I felt kind of bad being with this lady because I could see myself easily falling in love with her. I've seen her a few times, but she was always dressed very well. She's a professional woman. I don't know what she does for a living, but I do know one thing for sure. I definitely want last night to happen again. When I saw my girlfriend today, I had no words. She went along like nothing happened. And I'm sitting there just waiting for her to tell me, what did you do with my mom? Apparently mom has kept a secret. More than likely, I think this is something that's gonna be a continued thing because her mother told me I could come over anytime. And the key that she had under the doormat, she told me to keep. Dylan, Boise, Idaho area. Dylan, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you got yourself in a situation here, fella. Now, you know you're going to get caught by your girlfriend at some point. Her mama is going to protect you from getting caught. But here's the thing. Eventually, she's going to draw a wedge between you and your girlfriend. You know that, right? This is the way this works. Mama wanted somebody young. She got you. And now... She feels as though I just pushed my daughter in the distance a bit. And she's going to do this in several ways. She might say something like she doesn't want you seeing her anymore. So that mom could have you all to herself. And mom will schedule something where her daughter's not around. Mom is selfish. And if she's that selfish, where well, she'll stab her daughter in the back like that. Dude, let me tell you something. She'll break the knife off in yours. So if she's gone through this length, I can tell you, by sleeping with that woman, you have now put yourself in a different level of crazy. Now, I don't know why you did this. Maybe out of curiosity. Maybe out of a fantasy being sought. But whatever it was, and I noticed you said that the mom was better than she is. So that would tell me right there that you're like the older version of your girlfriend in her mom than you do the current version of her. Now, what you have to ask yourself is this. How do you feel about this? What is your self-worth in this? And I know you're young, your dick's hard, you don't care. I got it. But you gotta look at the long-term effects of this. Mom and daughter are not gonna break up because they may have a, a riff or two because of you. But in the final analysis, it's gonna come down to mom and daughter will more than likely stay together than you and mom. Think of this fling with her mother as something that's temporary. Now, one thing that I found with older women who do this with younger men, if they get away with it one time, they're going to try it again. Because one thing that older women do like, they love routine. They love predictability. They love expectations being set. This is the first leg of that journey. Now, the only time she's going to really feel embarrassed is if your girlfriend catches you and her mother together. As long as that doesn't happen, 
you'll be okay. But she's going to measure her distance with her daughter. I can tell you that. So that she is going to try not to be rooted out. She's going to keep her distance so her daughter won't have a clue. Expect her to keep up her end of the bargain. It's you the one that's going to have to be concerned with. And I'll tell you one thing. When the mom gets nervous and thinks you're going to talk, she's going to cut you off sexually, and she's going to probably get you to end that relationship with her, with her daughter. She might even go against you by poisoning her daughter's thought process with things about you. I saw him with another girl or something like that. I think she may still come back and harvest you later after she's gotten you away from her daughter and got daughter with another boyfriend. I've seen this taking place before. I'm just telling you. Be mindful of it. Let's tell the truth about a few things here. A person who makes a lot of excuses more than likely they're going to be a liar. And the reason why they're going to do this is to deflect and avoid what they need to do in the relationship. We don't think of it this way, but that's what they're actually doing. And what they try to do is put an emphasis on something very marginal. I'll give, an ex- I'll give you a plain example of this person one time asked me if I could pick up his wife at the airport. Now, I've done this about four times for friends throughout my lifetime. Two of them have been without any issue whatsoever. Did it as a friend. Everything was fine. Two situations involved a woman wanting to have sex. And my friend's My friend at the time, they didn't know that that was the case. And I would have been looking like the bad guy telling them the truth. Now, here's the interesting thing. In both of the cases where the women tried to sleep with me, the wives came up with a major excuse for that situation to come about. One lady that I picked up lied and said she had forgot her credit card and left it at the hotel in the city where she came from on business. And so therefore she had no way of getting transportation home and she didn't have all of her information in her phone. So therefore her husband, who I knew well, called me up and said, hey, could you do a favor for me? I'm at work. Could you pick her up? I did so. The whole time that I drove this person back to Orange County. This woman was trying to unzip my pants. Telling me about how she hadn't had any sex with my friend in months. How she really hated the relationship. And she didn't interact with me that often, so she didn't know that I had known him as long as I had. She made an assumption that I was a new friend and she could influence me. Now, I did not screw this woman, but I tell you one thing for sure. She she made me aroused, I ain't gonna lie. But I knew better. In the second situation, it was not so obvious. Again, my friend was working, this is a different friend, was working a second shift. They offered extra money, he decided to stay. But his wife was coming back in from Chicago and he needed a, she needed a left home. He was supposed to pick her up. He asked me to do so. I go to pick her up. 
everything's going fine. Taking her back to the South Bay area where she lived. And she started telling me about how she hated the relationship she was in. And she knew that I knew him. But this was the first time she actually was confidential with me about their situation. Now, from her perspective, she revealed some things about my friend that I had no knowledge of. And some of it was reprehensible. But I didn't say anything. I just listened. And she purged. And as we got closer to her place, she told me, she says, can we go to a hotel? I don't want to go home tonight. And I asked her, what do you mean by we? She says she needed somebody to be with that night. She wasn't ready to face him. I'm like, no. And I took her on to her house. Well, we get to the house. I'm ready to get out of the car. She caresses my face and gives me a kiss on the lips. Started looking in my eyes and started telling me about thank you and you're a good friend and et cetera, et cetera, and could I call you, et cetera. I said, no, we're not going there. She wanted somebody to drag her out of a bad relationship. She didn't care where it was. But the problem for her was this. And I didn't know it at the time. He was beating the hell out of her. And that's what she's trying to reach out for. Help. And I told her I could take her to a shelter or wherever she needed to go. She said, no, I got to go and face my fate. Six months after that, she divorced him. Moved back to Chicago. Best move she ever made. I distanced myself from him. To this day, we don't speak. Folks, these people will do whatever it takes in order to get what they want across. Now, mind you, this lady that I just talked about She had plenty of girlfriends in Los Angeles that could have picked her up at the airport. But what she did was made it her husband's reason to do so. Because she knew her husband only had a few friends, male friends at that. In some ways, he was very difficult to get along with. And now that I think back in retrospect, yeah, I was a fool for being his friend. And you run across people like that. But now, when you start getting into a point where you get people who are entitled to always have excuses, remember, if you're getting an excuse from a partner, you're no longer a priority. You're just a statistic as they see it. Because their focus is on something else and not you. They'll make up every kind of excuse in the world not to do what they need to do. And I'm going to tell you something. Like, for instance, with me, I'm more of a structured person. I love structure. I love organization. And I know that's kind of odd coming from a Pisces. Because, you know, we're notorious for being all over the place, right? But when I meet another Pisces and their life is in disarray, I can't deal with that person. I would never be able to deal with them. I would never be able to trust them. Not only Pisces, any other sign that's like that. I can't do it. Now, here's the thing. I can deal with it to a certain point. But once we go past the point of no return, I can't deal with the dysfunction. I can't deal with the... Just like you have some people that say, well, you know, I just can't put everything together. Everything kind of jumbled up. Well, I'm the opposite. 
if it's jumbled up, it's fucked up, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. That's the diametric opposition. But here's the other thing you have to keep in mind, too. There are some people that will make up excuses and lie on your back in order to make sure that whatever agenda they want to have fulfilled is done. Can't tell you how many times friends of mine, so-called, would tell me things like, hey, uh, I'm over at your place today, okay? Uh, okay, but why are you over at my place? Well, just, 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 if she calls, just let her know, I'm over at your place. All right, now, what does that supposed to mean? Well, I'm just over there because uh, the one thing I want to do is to make sure that she knows that at least I got an alibi. Why is that? Oh, don't get so complicated about things, man. Just go on and do it. That's That would usually be the conversation. They would go in that direction in some kind of way. They'd get upset because they're lying to you, lying to her. And they're telling you that they're going to be at your place. You know damn well they're not. You don't know where they're going to be. And then the wife is going to wind up, or girlfriend is going to wind up calling all of her creation to find out the truth. This used to piss me off more than anything. Because the thing is, you would find out that this individual has lied to their wives and girlfriends in such a way. It puts you in a bad light, and then all of a sudden they think that you're the bad guy. When you had nothing to do with it. So, at that point, I started telling the truth. I quit even trying to... I, I tried covering one time for a friend. And I got halfway through the lie. Halfway through it. And I said, you know what? You don't deserve this. Let me tell you what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Bam. Man, why in the hell did you... You know what? It was easy for me to tell the truth and to sit here and try to construct a lie. I said it would take me about 15 minutes to come up with a lie. It only took me a minute to tell the truth. So in this capacity, you may need to find someone else to be your friend. After that, I never had no problems out of him. He knew not to depend on me when it came down to that. After a while, a lot of my friends knew not to come to me with that bullshit. Because I'm telling you, you get caught up in it, you're going to be blamed for it. You're going to be public enemy number one to her and to him. Because, see, the way they look at it is like this. I could be mad at somebody, but who can I be mad at where I don't have to sleep with? Oh, that's right, the friend. You're the villain. Don't go there. Don't allow yourself to be used like that because that's what your friends are doing to you. When they ask you to cover for them, they're using you. Think about it for a moment. Who's going to benefit from their actions? They are, not you. Ladies, you go out there and you get with the guy. You're the one getting a dick. The other woman's not getting it. Like that woman on the witness stand in the case I told you about earlier. What it came down to was that girlfriend possibly wanted to hang around this woman so that she can get some dick too. That's the way it sometimes comes out. Not always. Because I'm telling you ladies that are sitting there with that girlfriend that's talking about she got this man, she got that man. And she's got all these irons in the fire. I'm telling you. At some point. You're going to be put in the middle of the crosshairs of that shit. And you're going to be a party of it. And you're not going to like it. You want to keep your distance on that. Many of the women that used to confess to me about their girlfriends 
They got tired of the behavior. They got tired of covering for them. They got tired of lying about them or for them. And then finally, they tell the truth. I remember one lady pulled me to the side and she said, my girlfriend ain't worth a damn. She said, I'm not trying to come on to you, sir, because I know you probably got, you know, other other plans and I know I might not be your type. But she says, I got to tell you this. And what she told me was very beneficial. The reason why it was, her boyfriend was getting out of prison in two months. She wanted me to come over and visit her place. Now, mind you, she's going to the prison, seeing this man on a regular basis, feeding him on. So when he gets out, he's thinking that he's the only person that she's been with. What would that have done for me? Nothing. And by the way, folks, let me tell you something. Get out of the mindset of thinking that Everybody that has issues have to be some kind of sleazy, low-life person or somebody that you could easily detect. Cut that shit out because it's not true. You have child molesters that are walking around in your community right now that you don't even know about, who you wave to and talk to every day. You have people that have murdered individuals that you may have interacted with or sat on the bus with or sat on an airplane with and not even know. Let's put things in perspective. More in a moment. out of Los Angeles, California. Man, I got busted. Totally cold busted by my woman. I've been seeing this other girl at work and we have really had a fling for about a year and a half. Things have really kicked off with us. After work, we'll go to Bobby McGee's or somewhere and have a few drinks and then we'll go on our merry way. Well, what I didn't know she did I stopped at the convenience store, asked if she wanted anything. I went in and got a soda. What I didn't know was that she had taken off her panties and put them under the seat of the car, under the passenger seat. Came back, everything seemed normal. We went to her place. I got busy. Afterwards, we left. Wife took the car the next morning to go to work. I was going to take her car. I got a text message. Who the hell was in your car last night? I told her nobody. She says that's doubtful. She snapped a picture of the panties and sent them to me. And I knew right off the bat whose panties those were. I called the girl and asked her why did she do this? And she said, it's about time that your wife needs to know that another woman is in your life. So ever since then, I've been in the doghouse. Sleeping on the sofa, barely in the house. She wanted me to go to my friend's place. But I refused and talked her into letting me sleep on the sofa. I don't know how long this is going to last, but it's just me and the dog downstairs. She's in the upstairs bedroom, still crying, on the phone telling everybody in the world that I cheated on her. I feel like a douche. But we have other problems in our marriage well beyond me cheating. This is a symptom of our problems. The real problem is she got pregnant by another man having an affair two and a half years ago. I stood with her through that whole situation. And now, this. It's all my fault, I'll admit it. 
I'm just ashamed, embarrassed, and when I bring up her affair in the past, all hell breaks loose once again. So I just keep my mouth shut and just got to wait it out. The girl at work is very adamant and told me that if I needed a place to stay, her place was always available. Why do women do things like this, man? I really want to know. Because this right here could have ruined a lot of things for me. I don't know what's up with you guys. Look, Bruce, you're messing around with women that that woman in particular was possessive. She wants to take you away from your wife. And the reason why she wants to do that is because she wants to be in place of your wife. She wants to be your wife. And she realized the best way to do it is to leave evidence that she's been there. I tell guys all the time, if you ever cheat, and this is no advisory for you to cheat, but if you ever cheat, check your car. Women love to leave things in your vehicle to let another woman know she's there. Earrings, rings, lipstick gloss, eyeliner, pencils, They'll put them in the compartments. They'll put them in different places. Because it's actually left for the other woman to find. So you got busted. You got to roll with the punches, man. Again, you guys probably need some kind of therapy or counseling. But for right now, that other woman, if you go over there to stay with her, She's more than likely going to try to get pregnant by you. She's going to sink her claws so deep in you. And she's going to push you. I mean push you. I mean push you towards divorce. You already know what you're dealing with with your wife. This other woman, you have no idea. And not only that, what you're also doing is jeopardizing your job. Because she can make it rough for you there too. One call to HR and you're done. Don't be a fool with this. Think with the upper head, not the lower one. All right. Dylan, out of Boise, Idaho, writes the following. Something crazy happened to me yesterday, and it's my little secret with her mom. Talking about my girlfriend's mom, particularly. I just turned 18 three days ago, and something happened that maybe should not have happened. And I'm really on pins and needles right now. My girlfriend works until 9 o'clock at night. I have the first shift, so I'm off a lot earlier than she is. She asked me to go by the grocery store because she had ordered some food and she wanted me to pick it up at the grocery store and drop it off at her mom's house. She told me where the key was and she said that more than likely her mom would not be at home. She had a business meeting that evening. So I go to the house, put the food up, and I turn around. Her mother is coming down the stairs, only wearing a towel around her torso. I tried not to look. She walked on in the kitchen, thanked me for bringing the groceries, and that's when I found out her meeting had been canceled. And she went on and carried us some conversation with me, talking about how she really wanted that meeting, but things just didn't work out, and they're going to reschedule. So I sat there and listened to things that really I didn't need to listen to. And then she got real cozy with me, asking me to give her a hug, which I did, and at that point, the towel fell off, and I saw her in her full glory. She laughed, bent down to pick up the towel, and as she was on her way up, she grabbed you-know-what, as if to balance herself. We started kissing, and one thing led to another. I know you hear that a lot, but one thing did lead to another. 
right there in the kitchen. It was on. I hate to say it, but her mother is much better than she is. I felt kind of bad in a way. And she reassured me that she was not going to tell anyone. It was our little secret. My girlfriend has been one of these bossy types that order me around a lot. She's 24. And I know the reason why she dated me was because I'm only 18 and she could order me around like she wanted to. We started dating when I was 17. But we kept it on the down low. Now that I'm legal, LOL, it's a little bit better for me now where I feel more empowered like a man. I grew up in a single parent household, lost my dad years ago during the Gulf War. So mom has been the only person there for me. I felt kind of bad being with this lady because I could see myself easily falling in love with her. I've seen her a few times, but she was always dressed very well. She's a professional woman. I don't know what she does for a living. But I do know one thing for sure. I definitely want last night to happen again. When I saw my girlfriend today, I had no words. She went along like nothing happened. And I'm sitting there just waiting for her to tell me, what did you do with my mom? Apparently mom has kept a secret. More than likely, I think this is something that's going to be a continued thing because her mother told me I could come over anytime. And the key that she had under the doormat, she told me to keep. Dylan, Boise, Idaho area. Dylan, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got yourself in a situation here, fella. Now, you know you're going to get caught by your girlfriend at some point. Her mama is going to protect you from getting caught. But here's the thing. Eventually, she's going to draw a wedge between you and your girlfriend. You know that, right? This is the way this works. Mama wanted somebody young. She got you. And now, she feels as though I just pushed my daughter in the distance a bit. And she's going to do this in several ways. She might say something like, she doesn't want you seeing her anymore. So that mom could have you all to herself. And mom will schedule something where her daughter's not around. Mom is selfish. And if she's that selfish way, she'll stab her daughter in the back like that. Dude, let me tell you something. She'll break the knife off in yours. So if she's gone through this length, I can tell you, by sleeping with that woman, you have now put yourself in a different level of crazy. Now, I don't know why you did this. Maybe out of curiosity. Maybe out of a fantasy being sought. But whatever it was, and I noticed you said that the mom was better than she is. So that would tell me right there that you're like the older version of your girlfriend in her mom than you do the current version of her. Now, what you have to ask yourself is this. How do you feel about this? What is your self-worth in this? And I know you're young, you dig so hard, you don't care. I got it. But you got to look at the long-term effects of this. Mom and daughter are not going to break up because they may have a, a riff or two because of you. But in the final analysis, it's going to come down to mom and daughter will more than likely stay together than you and mom. Think of this fling with her mother as something that's temporary. And one thing that I found with older women who do this with younger men, if they get away with it one time, they're going to try it again. Because one thing that older women do like, they love routine. They love predictability. They love expectations being set. 
this is the first leg of that journey. Now, the only time she's going to really feel embarrassed is if your girlfriend catches you and her mother together. As long as that doesn't happen, you'll be okay. But she's going to measure her distance with her daughter. I can tell you that. So that she is going to try not to be rooted out. She's going to keep her distance and daughter won't have a clue. Expect her to keep up her end of the bargain. It's you the one that's going to have to be concerned with. And I'll tell you one thing. When the mom gets nervous and thinks you're going to talk, she's going to cut you off sexually and she's going to probably get you to end that relationship with her, with her daughter. She might even go against you by poisoning your daughter's thought process with things about you. I saw him with another girl or something like that. I think she may still come back and harvest you later after she's gotten you away from her daughter and got your daughter with another boyfriend. I've seen this taking place before. I'm just telling you. Be mindful of it. Alright, let's see what we have here from Portia out of San Fernando, California. I'm 27 years old and I'm sick of you niggas. I'm African American and you niggas are something else. You guys really need to go somewhere and get your shit together. I quit dating black men about three years ago. I just got tired of the bullshit. They never had themselves together. They never had any money. Never had a car. Done with it. I only date white men now. Why? I'll give you reasons why. They have better credit. Better standard of living. They make more money. They're more desired by more other women than any other race. They're handsome. They look better than black men. They make better children than black men do. Should I go on? What I can tell you, sir, I've listened to your podcast and I understand where you're coming from, from your perspective, and I agree to some degree. However, in my situation, and we all have different roads in life, it led me down a narrow path of destruction. I will never touch a black man again. I will never date a black man again. I will never speak to him. Even by me writing you, I'm cringing. Not because you're a man it's because you're a black man sorry I hate to say this I hope you understand where I'm coming from Portia now folks Portia's been hurt and I'm not going to try to tear Portia down because Portia had her own life experience and what she's talking about is practical Statistically, she's correct with all the affirmations she made. But now, here's what I will tell you also, Portia. That works only if you're with someone who understands what they're taking on. The problem you have to worry about a lot of times is being used as a form of entertainment. Let me give you an example. Several men have written in here who are Caucasian and they were wondering why black women were attracted to them. A lot of them were at college age. And what they found was that they wanted to have sex with these women, but they did not want relationships with them. They didn't want to have to deal with the logistical headache of explaining to parents and family and friends. It's not that they were racist. It was that that they knew they couldn't take on that burden. But what we like to do is classify everything that's racist that doesn't go our way because we are minority. And that's not always the case. We have to look through the fine print. At age 60, 
born and raised in Mississippi, I know what racism is. Because it was during a time when you take your ass out on the street if you want to, talking about a protest and a Black Lives Matter. Huh. You couldn't do it back then. And when you did it, you saw what the footage was. And I used to hear all these people talk shit about how they would have been Superman and would have gone in there. They wouldn't have done a goddamn thing because they did just what they were supposed to do. They would come down there, talk shit, have a few speeches, and take their asses back up north. It was the people in the south that had to catch the hell. So, simply put, the only thing I'm saying to you is this. You may have your disposition and your opinion. Nothing's wrong with that. But just keep in mind, you don't have to get to a point where you're thinking like this. You're going to limit yourself. I'm open to all women of all races. I've dated women of different races. I've dated women that didn't even speak English. They spoke German or Russian or French. We were able to communicate and able to get along. And we were able to have a good time. And you know what's interesting? All of the relationships that I've had overseas, I didn't have one bad one. Not one bad one. I don't know what the hell it is here in the States. This is where many of my dating experiences have been where things didn't work out so well. The woman I dated in Canada, way back in the day, no problem. When I was in the UK, ladies I dated, no problem. Philippines, no problem. Here in the States, big ass problem. And it's based on material gain. They look at your value to them financially over your value as a human being. That could potentially make more money than they're asking for. I told you about my friend years ago. Drove a 92 Honda Accord. Had a grip of money in the bank. And these women would diss him. And the one lady dissed him that he fell in love with. Telling them she wanted someone a little bit more charismatic with a little bit more money, etc., etc. And she had all of this couture and Prada this and Gucci that and a nice car. And what he chose to do was to go to Utah and get him a plain Jane Mormon girl. He brings her back to California. They're in an apartment at first. But what he was doing, he had purchased a house back in Utah because he was planning on taking her back to her own house. This woman never asked for a home. She never complained about any material things. And so when Christmas came, she was introduced to her new home kind of became suspicious because of the moving trucks and they had to stay in the hotel for a while. But it was all orchestrated for her benefit. And the woman who dumped him prior with all the demands and all of the lifestyle 
She's been trying forever, trying to get back with them. You know, it's funny. People sometimes that are gold diggers don't even know where the gold is, and it's right under their noses. So, ladies, you might want to, if you're a gold digger, might want to check the battery in your miner's hat. And you may want to look at the pickaxe to make sure it's sharp. More in a moment, folks. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.